0: Hey, thanks so much for stopping by the Roar Church podcast. This is Pastor Anthony. We're believing that today's gonna be a great day. Let's jump in today's message. What's up, Roar Church? How amazing was the worship tonight? I feel like, you know, it's one of those times where I'm like, Pastor Anthony, you, you can go ahead and share your word and minister, and I, he knows he has the freedom to do that. But he said, no, I want, I want you to deliver this word. So I said, okay, but it feels so good to just bask in his presence sometimes. And I think I'm still um, drunk in the spirit from last Saturday. Um, some of you guys, you know, when service ended for you, it didn't necessarily end for us and for this team inside this building. You know, we dove deeper and deeper Into God and what God had, and there were some in His time. Really powerful things happened, and um, I believe that God is working on your behalf even now. I believe that the prayer requests we've only seen a few of them come to fruition, and a few things happen. But I believe the more we continue to press in and bring our petitions to the Lord, it says, "You have not because you ask not." So just because we had a special prayer night, I want to encourage you: if you still have things that God's shifting, God's working on, just remember: if it's God's will things will come around to them that love the Lord. All things work together for good. And sometimes it's hard for us to understand when maybe we've been praying about something and we don't see that shift. We don't see that thing coming. Maybe we had a, a word spoken over us years ago that still haven't come to fruition. I wanna tell you, get those things out. If you don't have them transcribed, I have a whole book of prophetic words of people that have spoke over, Anthony and I and our family, transcribed books. And I go back through and I pray over them. And I read over them, and it's so important sometimes to encourage yourself, to encourage yourself and remind yourself what God says about you, not what man says about you. So I'm really honored to speak with you guys. Um, The message is entitled 50, not 50 Cent, although I know 50 Cent, and I know G-Unit, what's up? But 50 I don't really like to do things 50%. If you guys know me, you know that. Roar Church doesn't like to do things 50%. And I think when we talk about covenant relationship with God and the things that God is doing, we know it's a partnership. We know that we've got to do our work and things on our side for God to do what he needs to do. It's a partnership. However, I want to challenge you guys tonight, not just to give 50%, but to give 100%. You know, I was challenged a long time ago in my tithing and my giving. Anthony always challenges me because sometimes I just want to give status quo because I want to make sure everything else is taken care of. And it wasn't until I actually said, you know what, God, it's yours anyways. You can have it. That my 50% began to become 100%. in my relationship... In my prayer life, I used to not enjoy praying. I actually avoided it. In my prayer life, in my giving, in my thoughts, in my relationship, and things began to shift for me because where you really put your time, God will dwell in it. It's kind of like Instagram, I feel like. You can judge someone honestly by the fruits of their spirit, by their Instagram. Ugh. It actually says no in the Bible, it doesn't say judge. You can know them by their fruits. But I want to challenge you guys what percentage of God, I'm not just talking about tithing, are you giving? Are you giving yourself? Are you giving God? Are you giving your family? Pentecost is next weekend. I am pumped. I am a spirit-filled girl. We are a spirit-filled church, and Pentecost is something important to Anthony and I. Um, He's a pastor's kid, and he was raised, um, obviously, with the Spirit of God, and my mother also had me in church in a charismatic church, and I used to watch her. You know, I'd hold her heels as she'd run the aisles, and no matter what she had going on, no matter life's trials that came, you guys know some of my story. She continued Uh, to be Pentecostal. She continued to speak in that prayer language and to prophesy and declare things over me and pray. And I wanna continue uh, to do those sorts of things. And I know Roar Church is growing in that area, but I'm not gonna break down Pentecost for you yet. I'm not gonna teach uh, and break it down for you because that's what Anthony's gonna do. Anthony's gonna do that next week. I'm just gonna lay out some things that I feel like it's imperative that you know. So yes, this is a teaching, a teaching sermon. So I'm gonna give you guys some time, get a piece of paper, give a pen, and write down some things because the things I'm getting ready to outline is a blueprint for what's gonna happen in seven days. What's gonna actually happen? So um, the name Pentecost, let's talk about the name Pentecost. It means the fiftieth. That's what actual it stands for. Or to use the biblical injunction, count fifty. Count fifty from where? Well, April 12th, as you guys know, this is some stuff you guys need to be writing down. You hear me talking about numbers. You hear me talking about dates. Even you team in here, I want to see you guys taking notes. What do we say? Note takers are world changers. The name Pentecost means 50. April 12th was Easter. May 31st is Pentecost. That's 50 days. 50 days from when Jesus came back to earth and was resurrected to what we're going to see next weekend with the Pentecost. That was 50 days. After Jesus was resurrected, he revealed himself to the disciples and he gave them instructions. And in fact, it says orders. He ordered them. He was going to return to heaven so he could send them the Holy Spirit. Because we hadn't had the Holy Spirit yet at that moment. We hadn't had all that. And day 40 is when Jesus actually went to heaven. So he came back and he spent 40 days with them. 40 is also an important number. You'll hear that throughout scriptures you read. It's more you know, known and more popular than the number 50. But he was with them for 40 days. And it says in Luke twenty four forty five. this is NIV. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Why did he do that? Because they were a hot mess. Because they just spent three years and some more, really with Jesus in his ministry time in his prime, and He, even though he told them what was gonna happen, it was so hard to believe that they saw him go to the cross, they saw him die, and when he came back to life and he was resurrected, they were all messed up. So he said, I opened their minds so they could understand the scripture. He needed to accelerate their understanding because they only had 40 days until he had to leave, 40 days. In that 40 days, he taught them a lot of stuff. He revealed himself to different people. He's shown himself he taught them, they followed him. But most of it was preparation for Pentecost. The promise of the Holy Spirit. Before he left, before he went back to be with the father, it says in Acts, while he was meeting with them, he ordered them. I talked about that. He gave them explicit instructions, order. Don't leave Jerusalem. Instead, wait for what the Father has promised, about which you heard me speak, because John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit a few days from now. I can't imagine how they felt. They've already been baptized with water now it's saying in a few days from now you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And then he ascended to heaven. Two angels, two guys in white, stood there and basically said, "What are you waiting for, Galileans?" They were standing there just looking as he had rose. They were just gawking. He's gone now. And he said, what are you doing? Go do what Jesus told you to do. Some of you need to go do what Jesus told you to do. So they went to the place. What up? That's my homies outside. They came to worship with me. So they went to the place where they had been staying, where they'd been staying at. This was also the place that they had the Last Supper. So when you hear the upper room talking, like I said, I'm not gonna break it down. That's Anthony on Pentecost, but... The upper room, when you hear them talking about the upper room, they're talking about one place, okay? So they went back to the place they had been staying. This was also the place, like I said, they had the last supper, the place where they prayed together. They waited, and they also needed to pick who would take Judas's place. In Psalms, David had prophesied this. What do we always say? You cannot understand the New Testament if you don't understand what happened in the Old Testament. You can really appreciate what we have now, what God offers us now, when you see how the Old Testament was ruled by law. In Psalms, David prophesied every bit of this. Go give it a, go give it a read. There had to be 12 disciples, and this is off my notes, but why there had to be 12 disciples? Because God said, there's gonna be 12 seats and they will judge the 12 tribes of Judah. Judah. You may not know what that is. You may not understand what that is. But in order to pick that person, they casted lots. They casted lots. Let me tell you about casting lots. That happened a lot in the Old Testament when they would cast lots. What, what does that mean exactly? Exactly. I think it was the first form of gambling. No, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Jesus. I don't know, that's my Catholic sign. What it is, is they would actually write. They would actually write things down. And they would, they would uh, throw the stones. And whoever laid near, that was what they would say was God's, God's view, God's pick. So they would cast lots. This is actually the last time in the Bible that they casted lots. Why? Because the Holy Spirit came. You may say, I don't understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is, Sometimes when I'm at P.F. Chang's and I get my fortune cookie, y'all just send, send an email to lewis at or org. I get my fortune cookie. I like the way they taste. Sometimes I get a group of my throw them in the air. My family laughs at me and I'll say, that's y'all's. Whoever lands in me is mine. I'm casting my law I make a joke of it. That's what they did. That's what they did to replace Judas. Just as Anthony had talked about Adam and Eve on Mother's Day, he referenced that. As soon as Adam ate the fruit, no, not the apple, they said, the fruit, he no longer what? He no longer had the spirit. In the Old Testament, the spirit was not available to us. In fact, God picked who wanted to have the spirit on him. It says in scripture, many times, if you Google it in the Old Testament, you will see my spirit is upon you. I have placed my spirit upon you. I am going to place my spirit upon you. Moses, my spirit is upon you. Why? because spirit came in Pentecost, seven days from now. Then we had it within us. Then you could have true access anytime you wanted. Before then, you didn't have that. We all know the part that Judas played in Jesus' death. I know people are like, you talking about Judas, it's not Easter anymore. After Judas betrayed Jesus and his friends and mostly himself, he tried to give the money back. He tried to give the money back, but he couldn't. But see, the Old Testament was driven by law, and grace was not available to him yet, just like I said. It was driven by law, so he had no opportunity from grace because Jesus hadn't died. And many think that's the end of the story for Judas as he killed himself. And I'm gonna stop there and just talk about Judas for a minute. This blew my mind. I was studying, I was studying about the spirit of you know, Pentecost. I wanted to know what happened before Pentecost. I wanted to know what happened in the 50 days before the spirit came. I want to know everything that happened. And it's hard to break down that timeline, but you can, can kind of piece things together. But it says when Jesus appeared, after he was resurrected, he appeared to the 11. Naturally, I thought that was without Judas. Always, my whole life. I'm like, what, 25? For 25 years, I thought... <laughs> 25 years, I thought Judas was already kicked out, but in fact, it goes on to say that Jesus appeared a second time, eight or nine days later, and that's when Thomas was there. They call him Doubting Thomas, but in fact, Thomas said, "Listen, I didn't get to see him. He didn't. Reveal, I want to touch his hands and I want to feel the holes in his hands to believe. Don't play with me. Don't play with me. I need to see him. So you know what that tells me? Thomas was not there. He was not there when the eleven. So who is the eleven? Judas was there. We could learn a lot. We could learn a lot by the disciples. Sure, Judas didn't get to stay and they replaced him. I believe that they forgave him. They let him in. He was there when Jesus came back. He was a part of that. Many think that's the end of the story for Judas. He killed himself, whatever. Is he in heaven or hell? He demon came. You know, they talk about it. But it goes on to say that the Pharisees, when he went to return the money to say, Listen, I messed up bad. Take this money. I want no part of this. The Pharisees took the money, but he couldn't get rid of the consequence that was associated with that sin. Because what did the Pharisees do? They used that money to buy what? Land. People say they bought land. What kind of land did they buy? They bought a cemetery. To this day, the cemetery is called the Field of Blood. Why does this part about Judas even matter? Because they had to go and get their stuff in order. Because when God gives you an order, you better obey it. Before the Spirit was to come, they had to replace Judas. Some of you need to replace the person that's bringing nothing but death your way. Sin without repentance, what, leads to death. So the disciples, they saw the prophecies come to pass. They saw the miracles. They know Jesus that he died and he rose again. They saw it. They saw him go to heaven. Then they gathered with 120 other disciples, 120 other people that fit in that room. So that last supper painting you see all the time, it was bigger, okay? It was bigger. There was 120 disciples that were in there with him. Let me pause there. They gathered together. They gathered as a body. Gathering is the very staple of who we are as Christians. We are not meant to do life alone. God does not dwell in the building, but in men that love him. And so they waited for the Holy Spirit to come and for God to reveal the last part of his plan to them. Their job was to wait. Some interesting things here I wanna break down. In the span of 50 days, when Jesus revealed himself to them, it says in John, John 19, 20, Later on that day, the disciples had gathered together, but fearful of the Jews had locked all the doors in the house. In the NIV, it says, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, what? Peace be with you. These last 50 days, just like the disciples, we've been locked up in our homes. Many people fearing our government leaders. Waiting on what God was going to do next. But let me tell you, Pentecost is coming. I believe just as the disciples had to wait for the next part of the story, see, this is where we find ourselves today, Royal Church. This is where we find ourselves. After Easter, after celebrating Jesus' resurrection, we've seen the miracles. We've leaned in. We've been locked up. We've had plenty of Judases in this camp. <laughs> we've gathered. And we know that Pentecost is approaching and what the next plan is going to be revealed to us just as it was to them. I talked about the number 40. I want to talk about the number 50. It's mentioned three times, three times in the Bible. Number one, when building the temple, The temple is the place where priests, before Jesus died for us, Old Testament, where priests had to be so holy that when they walked in, they had to have ropes tied around their ankles. Why? Because they were gonna die if they weren't holy enough and they'd have to pull their bodies out. The temple was a very, very holy place. It mentions 50 when he built the temple. Why? There was 50 columns. There were 50 curtains. There were 50 curtain clasps. 50 was all through that temple. Number two, Pentecost. 50 days. Pentecost means 50. But number three, number three about made me lay out myself. Number three, guess what it is? Jubilee. Jubilee. Anthony prophesied and declared that we were in a year of Jubilee and COVID came and no one wanted to believe it. I thought this was my year. I thought this was Roar's year. Anthony said, Jubilee, getting everything back that the enemy said, we're celebrating Jubilee. We're going at it, it's coming back to us. And then COVID happened. Oh, 2020 sucks. 2020, I want to start, I want 2021 to come because that's about to be my year. But see, 50 is mentioned when you speak about Jubilee. And Leviticus 25 is where we find the number 50. This chapter deals with a sabbatical year and with another year, important occasion known as what? Jubilee. When seven sabbaticals were completed, that was a span of 49 years. There was another year to be set aside, the 50th year, known as the year of Jubilee. If you want to go back and read that, that's your heart desire, Leviticus 25, 8 through 15. I'm not going to read it because of time today, but you can go back and read all about Jubilee. Jubilee hasn't happened for 50 years. Jubilee hasn't happened for 50 years. Years. It comes in 50 year segments and it hasn't happened. And Anthony declared, January, this is our Jubilee. We find ourselves at the end. We've got what? Seven days left before Pentecost. Guess when it started? Guess when the next Jubilee is? Oh, we're in it. April 20th, 2020. April 20th, 2020 is when Jubilee unlocked. We're in Jubilee year. What year are we in? This is important. I know you're like, what is she talking about? We're in Jubilee year 120. We're in Jubilee year 120. There were 120 disciples. There's about 120 of us when y'all show up. We're in Jubilee and Pentecost is approaching. This has only happened 120 other times. The whole year is 6,000. 6,000 years since creation. And it says in the word that 6,000 would be a holy year. It's got all the people messed up. That's when people start talking about raptures. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. Anthony and I believe in the rapture. We believe in end times. We believe that God's coming back for a bride, that he's coming back for a church that's glorified, that's ready for him. But I'm not too caught up on end times. Why? Why? Because I'm caught up on what God's doing right now. And what God's doing right now has us in a season, in a timeline. This had nothing to do with COVID. This had everything to do with Pentecost, everything to do with Jubilee. I hope I can keep teaching. I hope y'all aren't lost. I'm gonna keep teaching here. Those who didn't accept the provision of the 50th year Sabbath Jubilee cycle, those that said, "I I don't accept it, They were karat. They were karat. Do you know what that means? Karat in Hebrew means cut off. And I said, well, that ain't good enough. What are they cut off from? When you dive in the scriptures, you know what they're cut off from? The land. What did I speak about a couple of months ago? A couple months ago, I talked about enlarging our territory. A couple weeks ago, I came back and did another teaching on enlarging our territory for the prayer of Jerbez. Last Saturday, we talked about enlarging our territory, wanting land, enlarging what God has told us to do so we're not cut off from the land, from God's provision. Let me tell you about Jubilee. Back in the day, the rich owned the land, but see, they got it from somewhere. Where did they get it from? during Jubilee, the land had to be returned to the rightful owner. The land had to be returned. Every 50 years, the rich had to return their land to the rightful owner. The rich that took from Roar, it was just the lease, baby, because God is giving it back to its rightful owner. And I'm declaring that in this next wave of seven days in this next year of Jubilee that goes all the way till 2021, August 20, that this lease is gonna be returned to us. Those who didn't accept the provisions of Shavuot, you say, what's Shavuot In Hebrew, that means Pentecost or the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Those that reject the pouring out of the Holy Spirit, guess what they're cut off from? The kingdom of God. May we not be a people that's cut off from provision. May we not be a people that's cut off from the kingdom of God because the kingdom of God is at hand. Where are you gonna find yourself when the harvest gets torn from the wheat? Where will you lie? Where will you be? One of the ultimate lessons we learned from Jubilee when I was studying this text, because I could not believe that Pentecost was happening in line with Jubilee, I I couldn't believe it. And one of the ultimate lessons we learned from Jubilee is this. Jubilee, listen, listen up. Jubilee forced you to rest from all your work and count only on the provisions of God. And what have we been doing? What have we been doing for the 50 days? We've been forced to rest from all our work and count only on God. The gospel message in the New Testament is all about laying your works aside, laying your selfish desires aside, laying your spiritual hoarding aside, laying your pride aside, and depending only on the sacrifice of Yeshua, Jesus, His sacrifice. I'm closing right now. How is Roar going to prepare for Pentecost? I don't need a musician. How is Roar going to prepare for Pentecost? We've been preparing. We've been preparing. But I'm calling every Roar church person, every Roar church family member, everyone that gives to this ministry, maybe those that just take, I'm challenging you and I'm calling you to two-a-days. What's a two-a-day? You're gonna pray twice a day with all of your family in the morning and in the night. You're gonna pray together. If ever there was a time to engage ourselves in active discipleship of our families, the time is now. If you haven't learned yet that Christianity starts in your home, maybe you need, you need some more quarantine. You need another safe order because you're not getting it. We will not miss Pentecost. We will not miss Jubilee. We won't miss those things. In fact, we're gonna dive in. So what's that mean for you? It means you're going to actually say, you know what? I'm sick of the way I've been. I'm sick of being laxadaisical in my relationship with God. And I don't want to be karat. I don't wanna be cut out from the blessing and the provision. I don't wanna be shavalt. I don't want to be cut out from God's kingdom, but I want to jump all the way in, all the way in God's blessing. A hundred and twenty times this has happened. A hundred and twenty times. You've never seen this in your life before, where it lined up. What's going to happen Saturday is incredible. But if you don't get these pieces and the the part that you play in it, you will miss out from it. It's not all about receiving the gift of tongues. Some people are like, I don't, it's not all about that. It's about receiving the spirit upon us. God, I pray right now, every single person watching, that they would be convicted if they have not been living their life for you. The first step in Pentecost is redemption. God, fix the hardened hearts, fix the bitterness Peel back the layers of hatred, of pride, and reveal only you, God. May there be less of us and more of you. May we truly, what did it say? (laughs) It said in Luke. He opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. I'm praying right now for the opening of your mind that you may truly understand the time in which you were picked to live in, the time in which you are chosen to live in. Many are called, few are chosen. Who are you? Are you gonna continue to live your life less than 50%? Come to church when you feel like it. Give when you feel like it. Or do you truly want to reap the rewards of Pentecost? Do you truly want to reap the rewards of Jubilee? Hey, thanks so much for joining us today at Roar Church Podcast. We pray that today's message Absolutely blessed you. Hey, there's many ways that you can help support this ministry and give to this ministry and one is by texting the keywords roar give to 77977. Listen, we cannot reach people without your help and this stuff doesn't happen without the support of many. So we thank you for partnering with us and we'll see you later.